The Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. And hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700 The Champ. Right, Ray J. Creighton Jr. with you here at the Alchemy Lounge in West Des Moines. The <laughs> Foundry Distilling Company. I'm sorry, I'm laughing about the little happy holidays. The little hey, girl that, why not? Real sports for real fans. Happy holidays! <laughs> well, <laughs> sorry, it got me. There you have it. It got me. Anyway, am I, am I good there? I'm yeah, you're cool, fine. So, all right, I feel a little reverberated there. As we get into this, uh, lots to talk about this week. This will be a challenge. Football, <laughs> basketball, men's and women's, uh, both, all of it, really good. Lots to talk about. I want to go basketball first because why would we? When was the last? Because we we just this. this How about we start with women's basketball? You want to go through? Ooh, now see, you usually limit me. I know, but last night was something. All right, Hawks down, entering the fourth quarter, seventeen points. Got down eighteen in the second half. uh, Went on a seventeen zero run. Caitlin Clark with fourteen in the fourth period, including. Which, by the way, I'm trying to think of the, the, the a nice a good nickname for her. So how about, I got Stone Cold C.J. Frederick, right? How about Caitlin Clark? No, no, no. She's got to be like cold-blooded Caitlin Clark. C3 or something like that. C-cubed <laughs> or something, right? She, she sticks the, 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 and I said that. I was thinking of it. Jimmy Chitwood, right? Right. The end of that movie of Hoosiers, he says, all right, fine. Get the ball to Jimmy at the top of the key. Everybody spread the floor. What did Lisa call? In, what well, did she call? She, she did run a little bit of a high post hedge, but she went the other side. Uh, everybody then spread out and just right. got out of the way, right? And she took two dribbles, two dribbles into the right, to her left, then to her back left. to her left, and then stuck uh, an NBA three pointer. It was deep, uh, without even thinking about it, right? Onions so for, for her thirty fourth. If point Bill Raftery had been there, that would have been a total onions call. And then, but then they have to come down and stop Jones for Iowa State, who's just she's amazing, and uh, uh, get her. They get him the ball, and she never gets shot off. Right, right. Which is actually because she's really good. She had thirty. Ashley Jones. Five. Ashley Jones had thirty-five. Kaylin Clark, Clark with, with 34. thirty-four. However. Kaylin Clark uh, stat line is consistently putting her right now in some seriously high a uh, high level territory early in the year. Was so it, I, wasn't she Big Ten freshman and Big Ten and Big Ten player of the player week. of the week? Yes. That's like the first time that's happened that, since Magic Johnson on the women's side. It's unreal. So they beat Wisconsin, <laughs> by the way, on Sunday. They're four and zero. They got Michigan State this weekend. I think that's Saturday at noon. Um, Thirty nine in a row in Carver, right? They don't play in Carver again until Western Illinois. I feel pretty good about 40. I, yes, right? I, so, um, I concur. And this was a team that was supposed to be rebuilding, by the way. they did. Everybody knows Clayton, Caitlin Clark was going to come in and be good. But you've got Monica Shizano. You've got a number of other kids on the team that are actually pretty good at, and, and have been playing along when you add that in. They're not. They're, they, Iowa State was ranked number 24 coming into the week. Now, they lost to South Carolina, um, who's number three or four as well. And, Defending national champs. Right. Well, I mean, semi. Semi. So they went to the Simpsons. 2019 national yeah. champions. <laughs> but there were or 2018. But so this there, is a, we didn't have one win. last year. It's a good win. It's a great win. It's a good win. So and, good. And, and, you know, they're four the, now. And the and Lisa Bluter Bill Finley um, rivalry completely under the radar. Those two have been going at it for like 16 years, yeah. as long as we've been on the radio. Absolutely. I think those two have been the coaches at the women's programs. Pretty darn close. It's a rivalry though, where they're actually. 
They don't. No, no. They don't hate each other. They don't right? hate they like it, each no, other. No, it's mutual it's, respect it's, uh, and whatever. They is, use a lot of Iowa kids. Kind of fun in Midwestern you know? kids. And yeah. and but it's there's no question it's a rivalry. And yep. Lisa's got them six times in a row. Yeah. We'll go as we get into this, and as you know, I, I talk. We talk. So let's talk about the bit, let's talk about the boys. I, well, let me just say, uh, people forget about the run Lisa Bluter's been on. I mean, they had one little blip there where they didn't get into the NCAA tournament. It was, it was like eleven out of twelve years now, or something. Ridiculous. No, I think like, it's I think it's more like ten in a row, sixteen out of fifteen, it's, or, or so vice versa. Stop, granted, wait, reverse. I mean, getting to that level where you've only win, had two beers, or, just in case. Getting knows. to the final four is hard, right? But it's getting difficult. into the tournament, it's difficult. Getting into the tournament is an accomplishment, though, every year because that, that, that there's that upper level that's hard to break. But getting into that tournament every year is something. So good for them. Yes, let's move on to the men because you and I, uh, we're breaking all kinds of negative, mo- negative mojo call- protocol this year. We are. Because we're, in the past. We could not watch a game together. Our, we would lose. Our faithful listeners. Kevin, know Kevin in Indiana, first-time caller, long-time yes. listener. Who would say these boys cannot watch a game together? And this year, we can. And we have. And now it's... It uh, must be the COVID somehow. I don't know. You had it. It's a bubble thing, right? I don't know. Uh, At any rate, here's the deal. Um, We've watched three football games together. And now a big big basketball game. And a basketball game where I called you and said, uh, we're going to watch a game, aren't we? And you're like... Yeah, I got this, and so I went and got a table, and yeah, next thing you know, we are watching the game. And it was a great game. It, well, it, so Iowa wins. They beat North Carolina, number 16 North Carolina, 93-80. to 80. Um, A lot of stats we can throw in here, impressive stats. But the, the thing to me, and, and there's so much stuff we talked about during the game that was it was interesting because this is a huge basketball game. It's North Carolina. It's number 16, and yet – Somehow, since Iowa is favored and we feel like this is a great basketball team, we're analyzing the game like they're playing Northern Illinois. You and I are watching this game. We're like, oh, all right. Oh, good. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. There was hardly ever a, just a, a – Well, the Hawks a, got out to that 30-15 to yeah. 15 lead, and they were knocking down everything they looked at early on. And their defense, the first – certainly was, the first great, four minutes. Early, yes. I'm going to say the first seven minutes of the game before the first two TV timeouts was just spectacular. Uh, a, de- a kind of defensive intensity we haven't seen out of a Fran team. We're playing a man-to-man, and we know they can't shoot. They went man-to-man! And yet, by the end by the end of the first half, the Hawks are up 13. Everybody knew North Carolina was going to come out it's with gonna a run. It's going to be a run, right. They're going to have it. You made a great point the other night because Carolina is extraordinarily young. Young teams make runs, and then they exhale and what happens after that is really what matters. And I remember in the Dr. Tom era where the Hawks somehow would always manage, they'd be down the GW NCAA game. Yeah, down 16 with, down with 16 six minutes with to go. Six minutes to go. The know, NC yep. State game uh, down 14 with two and a half to go in the big Alaska shootout. Um, Dr. Tom's second game. Great Alaska shootout. Great Alaska Who's shootout. Yeah. Uh, down 18, I think, at Illinois with Roy Marble Yes, uh, in that game. In the Hawks uh, always there made, was a day they were down 26 to Michigan at home and came back and won. But I mean, they always it was seemed, unreal. They yeah. always seemed to be able to make that run right towards the end of the game so they never had to exhale. 
Yes. Right, and it, that, which is true. You're right. The, uh, first the other game team was after, on their heels, and that would just end the game, The right? first game after yeah. uh, Chris Street died at Michigan State, they were down 14 or 15 With points. With two and a half minutes to go, and, right? And came yeah. back and came back right. and won that game. Yeah. And so Carolina makes that run, I don't know, call it nine minutes to go. That's when they had their last lead, nine and a half minutes to go. They took a one-point lead twice. And, and at which point, all of a sudden, Joe Toussaint, who had never – the bench had not scored. Toussaint makes a layup. Does a reverse layup. Keegan Murray gets the tip in and the free throw, and all of a sudden the Hawks are up nine. Bohannon knocks down two big threes in there. Um, so I thought I saw uh, of Iowa's last 26 points, Luca Garza didn't have any of them. Well, that so bodes, he's 16, well, that bodes he's, well considering right. he's the uh, reigning player of the year. He'll be the player of the year in college basketball. He went for 16 and 14, so he still had, even though for what we've seen, we know he can knock down different shots. He had a bunch of guys hanging on him. Man, North Carolina four guys, has four, four, four seven-footers. Yes, including one of the guys that the Brooks kid is supposed to be, and, and they didn't really dive into this much. He's supposed to be the preseason ACC player of the year. We're not talking about like the best player in North Carolina. We're talking about literally the best player in all of the ACC is, is out there with him. And Seven footers all around. Cordell Pemsel wasn't. No, he's he's actually played. Well, he plays in the ACC. He plays for saying. But I think it's a great point. And we were talking earlier about. I I think um, the one thing that was a little concerning was Luca was missing his free throws. It's first time he's probably had that kind of workout in in a while, right? With with guys just certainly certainly a physical uh, matchup. That he has not had. And up and down the court. You can't do it in practice if you don't have a bunch of seven-foot guys hanging on. And I don't think at this point in time, I think he someday could be a good player, but I don't think Joshua Gundelay is currently as good as the North Carolina big men. I think it's fair to to say that. Right. So Luca gets 16 and 14. obvious. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Bohannon with 24. He hit seven threes. Iowa with 17 overall, by the way. CJ with 21. Wheezy with 19. They were putting him in from all over the place. Uh, I think, though, and you, meant, you mentioned the Toussaint bucket, which I thought was huge, when he went in and he got fouled he, right. or got a foul call. Right. Either way, you know. Um, but I thought the other thing, and this is becoming apparent to me, Keegan Murray came in at a really odd time for, for me to think that he hadn't played yet, right? But he got a six-and-a-half-minute stretch with about nine minutes to go, right? And he had a huge block that I, I – don't think Patrick McCaffrey is capable of doing. He had a couple of rebounds in there. He had the tip in. It's he's a different player than Patrick McCaffrey, but to me, no. Keegan's an inside guy, and Patrick's more of an outside guy. He's a and, floater on the outside, and, and, and Keegan, which to me means Keegan should be getting those minutes. Well, Patrick it, had like seventeen or I guess he had twelve. He had twice as many minutes as Keegan. I think if you're going back and you're looking at it, depends on who you're playing, right? If you're going to play a press, you're going to get Patrick out on the front of the press. He's got the big long arms. He figures it out. He understands. He's, he's a bother out there. If you're playing a team that's full of these big guys and you need some rebounding and you need a guy that's going to be inside a little more, I, I thought that was where Fran kind of screwed up his minutes, and I hope he figures that out, right, because it's his kid. Well, I, but I'm pretty sure he's I, not worried about Pat hurting Patrick's Well, I'll tell you, and you know how you know this? Because <laughs> Connor McCaffrey only had, I think he only played 14 minutes. Which for a kid who played 25, 28 minutes last year, and That's he only played fourteen, you needed Jack Nungy's body out I, there. I, I and I hope I'm just saying I. That's a good thing for us to see that you're right. We needed things, and Fran sat 
his kid who played a ton last year, well, dude, and who could play a ton. This isn't yeah. the freaking Little League baseball team where you got to make sure your kid's in the game all the time. I, I mean, understand that, they're, but they're out there. Listen, do- we sat through and John well, Licklider on the court. But you got to keep and this and in let mind. Let me just tell you. And, no, and, <laughs> he had and, and no I, business. I, yeah. I know what you're saying, but there, there had to be three times where Carolina, and I said this to you, Carolina is posting up Connor. And and they yes. did it, and yeah. I mean he was yep. four or five inches shorter than the guy, and he can only do so much physically. I mean he's well as strong kid. as he is. He is strong for a kid who's what six six maybe six maybe. seven maybe. Uh, but bringing Nunji in, and all of a sudden they couldn't do that. Not not nearly right. as effectively. And, and yeah, and nope. that and that mattered. And so, I, to your point, it's about matchups. It's about who you're playing. It's about what's going on during the basketball game. I think when, when they brought Patrick in in the first half, the Hawks were up 15 or whatever, and they were thinking, gosh, they're keep giving well, us the yeah, three. Yeah. Well, so that's a good spot for it, right? Yeah. May, yep. Maybe, okay, well, let's bring it. Although Keegan's shown he can shoot the three. I don't know. He's a, he's a really nice surprise to me. Uh, Nobody recruited either one of those kids. Well, they were legacies. We need the yeah, dues. I know. Well, they both grew, and they both went They went to prep ball. Keegan and Chris uh, Murray, and we'll see more of Chris later on. But um, Iowa with 93 points, the first time that they've gone over 93 in the first four games since 1997-98. So it's been a while since they've had this kind of a scoring team. I, the last thing Number I'll say Number two in the country in Ken Palm scoring. We, we got to move. Off- offensive efficiency. We do have to talk football. But I will say, and we'll talk more basketball, obviously, but uh, I will say this. Um, I found it very interesting that at halftime, somehow, who was the middle? I, I know we got Seth Greenberg on ESPN. Who was the other guy? Trying to explain what Iowa was doing wrong. And I'm like, We're up okay, I, I, I get, you're up 12 against the number 16 team in the country. You got the, the player of the year who's having one of his tougher games, but he's playing. And they're, I, I just, I, I, that is not necessarily analysis. Breaking down what Iowa is doing wrong is not. And, oh, by the way, everybody knows they have a tough time with transition defense. But they didn't mention it about Carolina. We hung 93 on Carolina, right? Maybe you ought to be talking about how Carolina needs to improve their defense. I can't you know? believe how butthurt you get I about just what get, other people talk about. Because I do this. Hey, we scoreboard. do this for next to free. Scoreboard. We do this for next to free, and we're better than the guys on ESPN. That's all I'm saying. We're not better. We have faces for radio, which is why we do this. We have and we better. It, we are it better than podcast. half. The, we are better than half the guys on ESPN. We're old men. Let's talk about Pat. My lawn. I had Pat Ward doing the Vikings game the other day. No, Beth I, Mullins. Oh, Beth Mullins. Sorry, I'm right. sorry. They're hard it was, to discern. It was, it was the pirate. <laughs> then the Vikings got a got a touchdown from 49 yards away. Anyway, so. Let's turn to football real quick before we get uh, we get to our break. Obviously, okay. the Hawks with the big stand up. The, the, the Hawks with the big turnaround against Illinois. Thirty five twenty one, they win it. They give up the first fourteen points of the game, and you thought, well, maybe this is a this is a time when you know Spencer Petrus looked awful in that first quarter. I know I'm texting you. We it, need Alex. We, for, right, we, we, we need, need to give Padilla a, a shot. We need something. God, and now. This is if ever there's a year where you can say that the the offense is feeding off the defense. This is it, right? 
It wasn't turnovers, though. It was just they just shut the Illinois down, right? They just said, well, all right, they, didn't enough Illinois of that. have like six straight three and outs or something to that effect? Yeah, they went from, they had 150-some-odd yards, 158, 168 yards in the first quarter, and they ended up with like, uh, they ended up in the next two quarters with like 16. Right? Well, I mean, it was ridiculous, and then right? Until the last drive, uh, yeah. which, oh, by the way, got the over. Not that, uh, it got, Col- it not did, that Colby cared. It did. Um, Illinois had rushed for 300 yards each of the last two games. They ended up with 140. 40, 138, I think, in this one. I mean, you know, and that, and some of that was at the end. Iowa stood up. Uh, you know, the Iowa defense, the Iowa defense, this is going to be one of those years where, unfortunately, because we're thinking about so many things, the COVID and all that, and the, the craziness with the schedule, this is going to be one of those years you forget about how good this defense really, really is. Because that offense, it was great the way that they turned it around. But I'm telling you right now, once, they've, once they have figured out that they have this security blanket, that Northwestern game, they played, remember we've, we've said, they lost North, the Northwestern game. They played the entire second half as if they were behind 30. Right. Right? Like they were just never going to stop Northwestern, so we have to score every time we get the ball, and they didn't score once. Right? They played this whole game as if they knew that Illinois just was not going to do it. They had 14. That's all they were yeah. getting. We'll be back with Todd Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. We come back here on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Back to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700 The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Merry Christmas! Oh, I had to. Well, that's a commercial. I know. It was a bump. It was a bump. It was a lead-in. Anyway, you know the people on our podcast won't actually hear that lead-in. That's too bad. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. here at the Alchemy Lounge in uh, West Des Moines. The Foundry Distilling Company. I want to mention uh, they've got a – so they have a, another one of their little specials here where they're doing this deal where it's an Alliance product with a beer uh, producer, right? It's Exile. It's a single malt American whiskey made from the mash bill of Ruthie, the gold lager uh-huh. that everybody likes, right? Here's the deal. They've only got 42 bottles of it left. So they only had a they, they only made a very limited amount. Obviously. I saw Exile actually had like six of them up on – like there's only They're six. They're gone. Okay. So here's the deal. They're doing a lottery. You can go to their Facebook page, Foundry Distilling Company's Facebook page. Click on the link pinned at the very top, and they're doing a lottery for your opportunity to buy one of the remaining 42 bottles. They're 60 bucks a piece. However, these are it's spicy and sweet. It's got the whole baking thing. They've go. added some stuff to it. And we all know Ruthie's pretty good stuff for those of us who like craft beer. Check it out. It's this my, is their, it's this my is the go-to big ones. when there's no Miller Lite. When there's no Miller Lite. Really? It's it's a good one. So anyway, that's your golden ticket uh, possibility tomorrow to get a bottle of whiskey. This thing ends tomorrow, right? So you've got to get in at their Facebook page tonight and tomorrow. Get in there, get the lottery, and you right. get a shot at that. All right, Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com on the line with us now. Good afternoon, Tom. We always check by saying good afternoon to make sure you can hear us. Good afternoon. Good evening, I guess, now at this point. Yeah, it, it is, is actually good, good evening. It, it is good evening. Kozlowski in the house tonight. And awesome. We'll get to him in a minute. Hi, Tom. So, um, yes, it, it is kind of evening. It is weird. We've started this show many years in the dark. And <laughs> it's well, thoroughly... and there, there are people, our critics, who would say that we're always, we're always in, in the, the dark. dark. Either way. You know, um, so t- let, me, let me throw you an, an encompassing question or, or thought, Tom. The, the things that happened to the Iowa football team, the way that the game went the other day and the way that the basketball game went the other night, 
I feel like they were the two best things that could have happened to both teams. And I'll say this in terms of, I think Iowa needed in football to find a, a, a time when they could re- had to rely on Spencer Petras to come through, and he did. And they needed to prove they could come from behind because they hadn't been behind pretty much all year that far for sure. And the basketball team, it was okay for them to be challenged a little bit in that second half and find themselves and prove just how strong they are. Mentally, both teams have to come out of there feeling feeling really, really good and confident going forward. Yeah, I think um, in different different situations. I think Spencer was uh, spending a lot of capital, <laughs> I guess is the yes. way I would say it. <laughs> yes. Uh, he had spent a lot of capital, and I think he was running out of room uh, to spend. And to his to his credit, uh, he answered the bell, and because um, I just felt like maybe there was time for a change, and or we were headed that direction. Um, just watching the sideline last, you know, the two drives before they finally flipped the the field. I, I will say this: he was put in a really bad spot because. They just had terrible field position. Yeah, those uh, first for, three drives were like from the ten yard line. Four, yeah. yeah, yeah, three or four drives. I mean, the best the best field position they had was at the twenty five. So they didn't really have great field position. And then when they finally did, then he got going. So good on him. Happy for Spencer. He finally relaxed, um, and I think that'll be um, hopefully serve them well this weekend and, and beyond. Um, basketball team, I just never sensed any panic with that team. Even when they got challenged, even when they went behind, uh, they just kept playing. And you just kind of knew that they were going to keep keep playing and find ways to score. Fun team, guys. They're just... Oh, um, boy. they got so many weapons. Um You've got the best big man in the country who can score on just about anybody, and if you try and take him away, you've got three snipers who can just, as we saw the other night, just bury three pointers. So, it's pick your poison. How you want to, you know, how you want to die? Do you want to die with the big guy, or do you want to die with <laughs> yep. these guys shooting bombs everywhere? It's your choice, but you're going to die. You know, it's just sort of like that's how it is. Seventeen three pointers. That's fifty one points. In I use my fingers and toes to figure that out. But that's the kind of uh, weaponry that we really hadn't seen in those first three games against the lesser opponents, primarily you because... didn't have to, right? Right. Well, right. Luca's in there getting, you know, 40 or 35 or whatever it was. But there's no question that that basketball team, the maturity, the experience, all of the things that we had hoped and thought and dreamt about, uh, it truly came to fruition particularly with about 10 minutes to go in a game, you know, and it's basically tied. And and like you said, Tom, they never they never panicked. Jordan starts knocking down some big shots because he just doesn't care. And and Keegan Murray making big plays and everything else. So it was that was that was as you say a really fun game and a really fun basketball team that we watched. So, uh, you know, kudos to Fran. He He's but, had this plan. Now, Tom, do you remember another team? I'm trying to think of – I don't remember another team that had this sort of edge to them, right? I mean, these guys 
God, they got a little attitude. All, all of them. All, all of them. Yeah, a little chip. The only guy who doesn't is your boy CJ. Man, oh, I think he still has a scowl on his face every now and then. I just I, I've seen confident teams before, Tom, but these guys also are a little a little nasty too. Luke I, Wrecker. Well, they've got a little swagger. Um, there's no question, and it helps when you're two kind of most vocal leaders play with a little swagger with, uh, you know, obviously Jordan Bohannon and then uh, Luca Garza. Uh, those guys play with swagger, and they want that confidence. And, they, I mean, Jordan a week ago already said we're the number one team in the country, and it's just going to take us two weeks to get there, basically. I mean, yeah. he's just – that's that's how he is. That's who he is. So, um, and sometimes you got to have guys that have that to kind of believe that you are that. And uh, I think that's kind of Jordan's mentality. Now, will they win two weeks against their, you know, whenever a week plus Ten against days Gonzaga? Is, yeah. yeah. When, whenever that is, uh, the, the 19th, will they win that game? I don't know, but yeah. I'm excited it's to find out. To watch. It's yeah. going to be well, fun to watch. I'm excited <laughs> I'm just hoping the football game isn't 11 a.m. Uh, well, <laughs> then I gotta make a choice. Then I gotta well, make a choice. Uh, that's oh, I so, would have to jump so over you, Northwestern. Not, you're, not, you're, you can't go to Sioux Falls. I I could. Um, I, I'm kind of waiting to see what the football does. So okay, you know. <laughs> it's going to be at 11. It's the Big Ten championship game's at 11. So. Well, it, it doesn't matter though. It still might end up being. They may change it around. You never know. You, you well, no, you just. Well, right. Uh, I mean, the, the championship game might be, but there just might be another. They oh. may put another Big Ten game at, at well, 11 a.m. Can't they put Illinois Rutgers at 11? Yeah, I forgot, Tom. You're right. I was think, I was thinking that they were going to try to set these up so they were all at different times. You're right. I suppose with the way things are developing now. It could be in Iowa City. It could it be in Indiana. Be. It, yeah. It, yeah. Well, yeah, it could be in Indianapolis. Um, you know, the the uh, what I had heard last week, last weekend was maybe they were going to do two games at Lucas Oil, but that kind of went away. Now there might be some Friday games. There might be a combo of Friday and Saturday games, but it sounds That's... like only, the only game that will be um, at, at Lucas Oil is the game on Saturday for the championship between – Ohio State and Northwestern. Otherwise, no games at Lucas Oil. And there's just being campus locations. And we've heard that it's all going to be at the schools who are uh, Eastern Division. So that's what we've heard. Really? Oh, all right. Yeah. So uh, the entire West will have to go what? on the road. But but there's also, there's also a possibility Minnesota and Wisconsin want to play each other. They yeah. do. They want to keep that streak yeah. going of – Consecutive years and and Purdue and Indiana. why not? Why not? Right. Well, we don't know if Purdue is going to be able to play because they've right, got right. Uh, but but you Purdue. right. But why not set it up that way? I think it's I think it's a great idea. You're right. Why not set it up for the rivals to play if they want to? Well, we already beat and them. Then if Iowa and play. then Iowa could play. You know, Michigan. If Michigan can play, oh. I don't even know that. Here's the thing. I don't even know that Michigan and Purdue are the two schools I'm really thinking about right now are going to be able to play next week just because of COVID yeah. outbreaks. Yeah. Well, I thought I did, Michigan so was they may just end on up, the mend. Well, they are, but they're still – they may not have um, – They what I was told was they had 45 cases of COVID on their team. Wow. So, you mean 53 um, players, right? 
Well, it, but well, here's the thing. Just, how much crap would they get? Uh, seriously, how much crap would they get for canceling the Ohio State game this week? And I suppose there's 45 cases, but they haven't really come out with that. If they did and came out and said, look, we were totally sick. I think now Jim Harbaugh got it 45 times. I think it's going to end up being Iowa and Indiana playing, which will yeah, be fine. I and if too. it's in Bloomington, that's great. You know, yeah. and, right. and just just make the game at, you know, either play it Friday Fine, go over to four o'clock in the afternoon, or two thirty, or three o'clock. Yeah, or I can't, or do it at two thirty, and I'm yeah. fine with that too. Because yeah. then I can, I just want to watch that basketball game. Absolutely, <laughs> well, absolutely, well, absolutely. As, as well, I mean, you should have stuck well, number I mean, one versus number there two is or number no, three, whatever Tom, it is. Seriously, Gary Bart has got just a little bit of pull, right? Enough to say, hey, we're not playing. I'm not. You're not doing that. Whatever, right? whatever, whomever we are playing is not going to be at eleven o'clock on yeah, Saturday. I, it's not going to happen. It won't. It, it won't. I, I and you're, you won't. I think the idea. Sunday, what would you, here's the be, here's the question. Here's the question though. What, what, what would you watch? Iowa was. What if Iowa was in the Big Ten title game and they're playing number one Gonzaga? What What are you watching? I, you have. Uh, to, you can only pick one. I. I thought I had a VCR. Iowa versus. I, Iowa yep. versus Ohio State. Yep. In, in yeah. a Big Ten oh, championship I'm watching game. a basketball game. I'm watching a basketball or game basketball for the first game. two hours, and then I'm going to the fourth quarter <laughs> of the football game. Well, we just okay. haven't have so it. You... We have in my in my in my lower level, Tom, that we've been uh, hanging out in doing you all got these two games. TVs. I have two TVs, so I'm fine. We have we have a big one. We have a 75 inch, and we have a 42 inch right next to it. So, but. It's it's a great nice. question. It must be nice to be a rich like that. <laughs> He's a ridge like that. I am not a ridge, ridge like that. Yes, <laughs> I, I've invested invested wisely in television over the years because I have no other life. When but, I was twelve years old, I used to grab every TV and put it all in the living room yeah, to go. watch New Year's football. Okay. What's the difference? Yeah, same thing. So, um, but I, it's a great question, and uh, because I, I've seen so many people, it's it's funny time. You know, you're. I read your website, and I love the message boards, but I've seen so many people. How can we still get to the Big Ten Championship game? We like, can't. I'm like, number one, we can't, but number two, we don't want to, right? At this point, we just don't want to. I mean, you're not going to the college football playoff even if you win. Is there any right? chance so, that Iowa could get to a New Year's Six Bowl? Tom, is there any chance? Yes, 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 there is. Um, What's but it's the gonna path? Take, uh, um, they're at 16, so you need to get the tw- in the top 12. So you'd need so, some teams to fall. Like so if you're playing Indiana, you could jump Indiana. You, you know, you got to win the last two games, and one of them probably has to be over Indiana. So you've got to do that. Um, you'd need a couple other teams to, to lose, which is possible. Miami. Um, yeah, but what? I don't know that Miami's going to lose because they're not playing in the championship game. Because after this but week. They got North Carolina game. this week. That's no gimme. Yeah, that's true. That's wait, true. Wait until we get to our home team lock of the week. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, there's some, there's some, there's a path to get yeah. Iowa, yeah. Iowa to the Fiesta Bowl, perhaps. But, yeah. um, you know, it might, it might require Northwestern losing to Illinois this week. Right. <laughs> right. Well, it, yeah, we'll see. It, there's a possibility. You know, well, and, hey, it, hey just, I'm just, not going to throw that out there as an unrealistic. This just in, they, they are allowing fans at the Fiesta Bowl and the Cotton Bowl. And, no, they're not. No, they're not. They're not? They're not. Not the Fiesta Bowl. Oh, not okay. Not the Fiesta Bowl. They announced that this week, that uh, okay. the Arizona Bulls, there will be that's no crazy. fans. They got fans of the NFL games. That is crazy. Uh, I, just I, telling you that the Fiesta Bowl has announced no fans. They announced it this week. The other Bowls, be any uh, you know, Cotton Bowl. They, could, they, could be. 
could right? you could you could go to the Outback Bowl and uh, hang out there for. And I, you know, and I and honestly, I, this is how bored I am. Some days I have checked out. The Citrus Bowl has is is uh, is allowing fans at least right currently because it says we will be selling tickets. I think it's starting next week. They will be selling tickets regardless of who's in their game. So there are some t- there are yeah. some bowls in Florida you can go to. I know that. I'll be interested in Music yeah, I'll City in Bowl. The Citrus. Citrus. What hey, about Music Iowa City? hasn't gone to. I yeah, Music City. They're allowing fans. Uh, the 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 mayonnaise bowl. And and Charlotte, that uh, the Big Ten yes, is in Duke's the, Mayo. Duke's is it Mayo. really a Mayo? Is it really is Duke a Mayo? I've never yes. seen it. Is it yeah, it's a mayonnaise. Okay. Well, yeah, Duke mayonnaise. Duke. Yeah. And they're so, they're allowing okay. fans. So so most of the bowl options there there will be a fan option for yes. Hawkeye fans. I still and, think well, the most intriguing thing would be if if. Uh, Iowa State and Iowa end up in like the Cotton Bowl or something. That would be, be amazing. It, it would be. I, the only reason, and so I don't want to be a downer on that, but let's face it, they're, Iowa State's playing there in Jerry World next week on the 19th, and then to turn around and go back there uh, and expect if they want fans to come. I mean, Iowa State fans might go if they're playing Iowa, maybe. And, you know, oh, of course to, they would know, because yeah, they I feel they like would. they have a chance to win. Yeah. Maybe they would. And Maybe Matt they Campbell's, would. And Matt Campbell's final game at Look, in, final in, game in, in, before he goes yeah. to Michigan and they, becomes the head coach. Just I'm just saying. Uh, or the Dallas Bears. let forty thousand people into their last home game. So twenty thousand, twenty thousand. Hey, Tom, sexist. real quick, we got to get get your opinion on uh, basketball game. Iowa State, they're going to win. We know that. So football, Iowa, Wisconsin this week. It's been a tough one for Iowa. It's it's the one. It's 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 really a monkey on their back. Uh, how do you think they're going to respond this week against Wisconsin? Iowa's lost seven of the last eight in this series, and they haven't won in Iowa City since 2008. 2008. Wow. You know, the the weather might be a big factor, you guys. Uh, Five five inches of snow. Yeah, it might. I don't know if it'll be five, but they're talking like one to three at least right now. That may change. But still, the cold wind um, going to be a ground game, and both teams shut down the run. I would uh, expect a sloggy game on Saturday. Take the under. All right. Tom Kaker at HawkeyeReport.com. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week, Tom. Thanks. Okay. We'll be back Thanks, on the Tom. huddle. Wrap things up here from the Alchemy Lounge in West Des Moines on 1700 The Champ. You're listening to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Rich on 1700 The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. And we are back here at the Foundry Distilling Company in West Point. Brad Rich, Dave Creighton Jr. with you as we talk the world of the Iowa Hawkeyes. Getting set for Iowa-Wisconsin this week in football. Iowa-Iowa State Friday night in basketball. Uh, Hawks do play Northern Illinois on Sunday in basketball as well. I'm not, I don't think that's quite as interesting for everybody. You want to talk about a look-ahead situation? <laughs> no kidding. Or a look-by. Yeah, we're going to look-by Iowa State for Northern Illinois. Oh, wait. No, Northern Illinois towards Gonzaga? Yeah. Um you got that Christmas Day game against Minnesota too. Do you think about that? That's that'll be fun, right? The whole the whole Big Ten's playing that day theoretically, right? Well, and according to Brad Underwood, um, he said that was a players' vote that they, they all wanted to play on Christmas Day. That's pretty cool. Screw the NBA. <laughs> well, I don't. Even, I'm not even sure the NBA's playing. I don't think they're doing it. I don't think they're doing it. You know. Um, so uh, we got to make sure we th- thank the sponsors. Um, of course, G Biggs. Yes. AMPM uh, <laughs> Plumbing. Uh, G-Migs, by the way, they're open. And how we know they're open is we went down there after the show the other night. We had a tough time getting in. Cause they, they, so uh, people still going down there, terrific food. 
AM, PM Plumbing, they do plumbing. You got a leak? They do plumbing. You got to give them a call. You got a toilet? You got to give them a call. Yeah. I'm telling call. you, that they're the best plumbers in all of Des Moines, they, in the Des Moines area, they, and you need to make sure that call? you're working with them. Call. And, Holy. of course, Remax Concepts, Doug Stonehawker, our home team of the week. I just try, You got Akron right last week. Uh-huh. I've been very consistent on this. You've I've been, been good. You've been I, way better on that. I, can't, on I could not for the life of me today remember what I said last week. Now, we do partake of the various beverages here. Let's say you won. Well, I won most of them. I got this week already picked out. All right, who you got? Um, uh, Miami's giving up three at home to North Carolina. I, I, I think that's that's a winner. I think that's a winner. North Carolina, I, and, and, and um, I don't really want Miami to be good, but I think they're okay. So you and got, I don't think you North Carolina is. I'm not a believer in, in, the, in the Tar Heels in football right so now. So you've got the U. I got the U. I'm going to go out west. Three points, by the way, yes. Down in the desert where the Arizona Wildcats are getting 11 against Arizona State at home. Taking the Arizona Wildcats as my home team of the week. I can see you doing that. Well, I just did. Yeah. See, and you were looking at me, so therefore you could. I could. I could see it. How about you and I talk about a little Iowa football? We haven't even talked about it. Between, between That's brought to you by DSMRealEstate.com. DSM DSMRealEstate.com, Doug Stonehawker, and Remax Concepts. Talk what? Hawkeye football. So Wisconsin this week. Senior senior day. Senior day. Wisconsin has a defense. Number one in the country in like now, nine. They've only played four games, but they're 12. They're giving up 12 points a game and only 72 rushing hearts a game. That's number one in the country. This They're also number one in uh, time of possession by, like, four minutes. Yeah. The reason they lost to Northwestern and in Indiana is their offense could not get it in inside the 30, really. Red zone's been a problem for the them. The number of times you know. I've heard this in my life. I could not the get it in. The offense could not get it in. I couldn't get it past the goalie, right? But, uh, so Graham Mertz has struggled the last couple of weeks. They are missing their number one receiver. What's his name? Danny Davidson? Davis. Danny Davis, Davis, something like that. that. They got a new tight end that they think is all that in a bag of chips, which is cool. But, you know, at the end of the day, they've had a tough time scoring the last two weeks. Well, and and the biggest reason is they don't have a Jonathan Taylor sitting back there that they can. Amen. That they can. Dude won that game for uh, for them last year. That they can rely on to get them six yards when they need four. And and that's and they don't have yep. that and and yep. Wisconsin's running game is frankly centered around the little scat back that they have and their fullback and their fullback is nothing. Uh, I mean, he's fine. He's not Jonathan. T- nope. But he's they not don't Jonathan have a Jonathan Taylor. Taylor. And they have no no offensive weapons. If this game gets over thirty, it will be a miracle. Particularly if it's played in a snowstorm. No way. No way. There's just no way. We're going to our our foundry last call in a little bit, but there's there's no way. I I, I agree with you that, that uh, you're talking about two of. Uh, and listen, Iowa's defense, the scoring thing is is great and all, but when you actually look at it, you've got uh, so how adding into it how many games three mop up touchdowns. How right? many games in a row have the Hawks gone? Twenty. 21 now without 21 giving up 25 points or more. Without 25 points They'll more. go to 22 this week, right? If Iowa loses this game, it's because they didn't score. They didn't get over 20 points. Three touchdowns to win this football first game for one, Iowa. First one to 20. First one to 20 winner. wins. Tom, did he just say first one to 15 or 14, something yeah, like that? I think he might be right. Uh, 
and I and I and I you know you almost just have to you just have to agree with that. Uh, before we before we put a pin in that and and or before we lock put a lock on that, let's put a pin in Iowa Iowa State basketball on Friday night tomorrow night eight o'clock on the Big Ten Network. It's on FS1 for Northern Illinois on Sunday. That's at one o'clock. But Iowa State they're into this at one and one. They've struggled. They've got well, a bunch of guys you don't know who they are, with the exception of the one kid who's probably the best player. Who this is his third school, and I use that term uh, loosely. If you're transferring, if you're going to Illinois, can't figure out what you're doing there. Go to DePaul, can't figure out what you're doing there, and transfer to Iowa State. And I don't even understand how this is three years in a row. He hasn't sat out a year. How does this work? Well, either that or he's are, 27. Are we no longer doing like the sit-out rule at all? Anyway, I don't, he, I don't uh, know. What, I don't who, think so. Well, that's the kid's name. Hold on. Jalen Coleman Lands. And apparently. He had 17 against Iowa for DePaul last year, against Iowa for DePaul last year in uh, Carver. Uh, uh, according to um, the other station's uh, Cyclone uh, yes. backers, he's a tough matchup. With Can the exception I t- of the fact that they went four for 23 in their loss. Four for 23 from three-point line. The Jackrabbits, against are, the Jackrabbits. are tough. Don't, don't yeah. underestimate yeah. South Dakota State. There are players on the Iowa Hawks State who win can this, score. The yes. Hawks win this game by double digits. Well, so did, what it opened at sixteen, at sixteen, fifteen, fourteen, something like that. Right oh, now. really? It's, I, it's I had six, not seen. I a saw number. a sixteen, and I saw a fourteen today. I, um, I had not seen a number. Uh, it, here's the thing: it's like Tom said. Right now with Iowa, it's pick your poison. So the only th- in terms of how you're gonna how you're gonna give up points. So the only, only way to beat Iowa right now is to outscore them. And if your team is able to go four for 23 from the three-point line, I realize Iowa had a similar performance at Nebraska last year. But this was in Hilton Coliseum against the Jackrabbits of South Dakota. And they state. state and they went four for 23. Don't get the, I feel the coyotes like, of South Dakota. I feel like even if they went 50% Iowa State from three, they probably won't win this game because I was going to figure out a way to get theirs. I, I agree. Uh, it, this is one, and even Iowa State fans are kind of resigned to the 16? fact. Well, let's say let's say that, let's say they huh? You said sixteen was the opening number. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a big number. It it's a big number. It's a big number. This uh, you listen. The Iowa basketball team is a, is an anomaly from what we've seen for years, and this We're is going to be really juggernaut. Uh, well, and. Unfortunately, I just we're playing in the very in maybe the best Big Ten that I can remember since when I was in college in the late eight in the late eighties when there were three Big Ten uh, teams oh, in the final God. four. Uh, in Houston. Uh, Illinois and Michigan were in the final four. Ohio State, Iowa, and Indiana were all in the top twenty-five. I, I'm trying to remember. There, there was uh, Michigan State was was with with Judd was running around with uh, Sean Respert and those guys, and they were good. I mean, it was a great time to have. It was a great time to have basketball tickets at Iowa, by the way, because you're watching great teams every week. But um, this Big Ten is really good when you look at what they did the other night against the ACC, and even uh, you know a couple. What of the was other, the final of that? I I've Big lost Ten track. ACC. It was six to one the first night. They lost a couple of them last night. Northwestern was up by eighteen and lost their lead and lost. Purdue was up by eighteen and lost their lead and lost. Uh, Clemson absolutely pounded Maryland. That was amazing. Did Nebraska but win? They didn't play. Maryland, uh, Penn State, on the other hand, went to who? Virginia they, Tech and, and smoked and them. Just destroyed them. It was twenty-eight at one point. Oh man, Big Ten's tough. 
Big Ten. Ohio State won at Notre Dame the other night. Uh, you know, obviously Illinois at Duke. Certainly Duke is Duke. Duke is um, Duke, and uh, Duke is right. no longer playing b- uh, basketball outside the ACC. Duke has decided that since they aren't, hey, they're Duke. They great. Can do what they want. They, Mike Shusevsky says we should shut the whole thing down. Time now for a Foundry last call here, brought to you by the Foundry Distilling Company, where we are sitting currently, by the way, and enjoying their uh, fine libations that they make right Disrupting here. an industry at the Alchemy Lounge. Abs- absolutely. We're enjoying the, I'm enjoying the fool's gold right now. Kozlowski Law in the house tonight. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good to see the big man. Absolutely. Good to see him. We may have to stick around for He's a little while. He's only down 70. <laughs> only. Holy <laughs> Looking cow. good. He Looking lost good. a third of himself. All right. So. What do you think? We you got to go. This so this is you have to go first. I, I have to go first. I was wrong last week. I thought Iowa would be a fairly close game, and Iowa's defense was so good. Unfortunately, the weather this week. Um, I'm still. I still feel like we have not talked about how Spencer Peters dropped that last pass in for a touchdown. It was the first time I thought all year that I thought oh he threw a touch pass. It was it was good. I think he's still going to hop around a little bit, so I'm not depending on him this week at all. So here's the problem. Iowa has to run into the teeth of the best rushing defense in the, in the country, and they have to rush into the – so if Iowa's going to win this game, this one is going to be a 12-9, to, to, to right? All or field goals? All field goals, 12-9. to nine, Iowa wins it. All field goals, 4-3 to three over Wisconsin. That's not a horrible choice. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to win this based on two things. Obviously, our defense is good. Their defense is good. We're going to get... Something has to give. We're going to get just enough out of our offense, out of our running game. Just enough. One play here or there. A Petrus pass. Hawks are going to win 16-14. to Okay, I like that. Or, as we said... The Wildcat, a pass from Tyler Goodson Tyler to the tight end drag for a for a 70-yarder nobody sees coming. Love that. We'll talk about it next week right here on 17 Under the Champ and Around the World at the Hawkeye Huddle.com with the Hawkeye Huddle. Thanks for everybody joining us this week. We'll talk to you next week.